Okay, so today on the podcast, we're talking about everything to do with the T20 World Cup coming up very soon. And we're actually recording this on the 19th of September, way before the World Cup, but on the first day of installment two of the IPL. Joining me today are two people you guys are very familiar with. Aditya Ahuja returns. Hello, everyone. And Adav Vadwani is back as well to talk about everything to do with the World Cup. Hi, everyone. Okay, so straight away, let's just talk about the pools first, guys. So, we're going to be talking about the top eight teams as in the ones that have already qualified. And the pools, I think, are increasingly in favor of one side because there's India, New Zealand, Afghanistan and Pakistan in one pool. And then in the other pool is Australia, England, the West Indies and South Africa, which I like to call the pool of death. Hmm. So, <laughs> who's qualifying? Who's not? Guys, top four. Um, definitely India, I think. Uh, I'd say India, South Africa. No, no, India, West Indies for me. Um, okay. And Australia and England. Okay. Um, Aditya, who are your top four uh, fingers? I'd eight, probably eight. go for India uh, and then West Indies just because, you know, they're basically T20 specialists. Uh, then Australia and uh, I'm 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 gonna. Uh, this is probably gonna be a bit controversial, but I'd say New Zealand over England. So those are my top four. Okay, um, so my top four are really different. I'm going India, West Indies, like you guys. I'm going England, and then I'm backing Pakistan this time because I just think if they get on the road, they'll be really hard to stop. So let's talk about India first, the team that all of you guys are obviously looking forward to us talking about. That's just, I'll run you guys through the squad really quick. Virat Kohli, Captain, Rohit Sharma, KL Rahul, Surya Kumar Yadav, Rishabh Pant, Ishan Kishan, Hardik Pandya, Ravindar Jadeja, Rahul Chahar, Ravi Chanan, Ashwin, Aksar Patel, Vadun Chakravarti, Jaspreet Bumrah, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, Mohammad Shami and the three reserve players who will not be in the squad unless there's an injury or something happens COVID related. Deepak Chahar, Shardul Thakur and Shreyas Ayer. Aditya, we've talked about this before in other episodes, so I'll just dump to you straight away. Is this a squad that's more defined by who isn't there than who's actually there? Uh, I do think so, because uh, although there were a lot of positive comments about this squad under wherever it was announced, I think way more people were um, a bit, I wouldn't say outraged, because that's a bit too strong. I guess the word uh, I'd use is disappointed or maybe surprised that players like uh, Shreya Sayer didn't make it through. And Shardul Thakur, Lord Thakur, of course. So, yeah, I, I, I do think a, a lot of people are looking at this team from the players that didn't make it in than the players that actually did. Okay. Arav, any thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> very so, passionate um, Shreyas Ayer fans. Yeah, Shreyas Ayer, Shikhar Dhawan, uh, Yuzi Chahal. Um, I'm honestly shocked that they didn't make it through. Shikhar Dhawan was the top scorer in the IPL. He was um, a contender for the Orange Cap last year as well. Um, but I get that maybe um, as an opener he doesn't have much of a place um, in their side. But Shreyas Ayer, um, batting number four for India even before the uh, even before he was captain um, for Delhi Capitals, I think he had a solid place. Um, I think it was just his injury that um, has taken this place away from him. But I think he still uh, deserved it more than someone like Ishan Kishan. I'm not saying Ishan Kishan is a bad player. I just uh, feel that Shreyas Ayer was a little more deserving than Ishan Kishan. Yeah, and another thing, obviously, that 
you know, we were pretty confident about the way this squad would do, but could off the field stuff affect the Indian team more than what actually happens on the field? Because there's a statement that's been announced by Virat Kohli on his Instagram page, and I'm just going to read out the last paragraph. Of course, arriving at this decision took a lot of time after a lot of contemplation and discussions with my close friend Ravi Bhai and also Zohit, who've been a central part of the leadership group. I've decided to step down as the T20 captain after this T20 World Cup in Dubai in October. Uh, last time we talked about the squad, we had no idea this was going to happen. Does this all of a sudden change India's chances? Um, I think it definitely will. Um, I think psychologically it might affect the players. Uh, even though Kohli will be the captain for this World Cup, um, he'll be stepping in after this World Cup. But uh, just the fact that knowing that um, both for Kohli and for uh, uh, the rest of the team, I think for Kohli it'll be something like, it's his, it'll be his, uh, probably be his last um, T20 World Cup as a captain for India. So um, the way that it fa- that the way that it, uh, that will affect his form is a little unclear right now. And of course the rest of the team as well. Um, it's pretty clear when you're watching on TV how much emotion he shows on the um, while the match is going on, uh, when there's a wicket or when there's a six. Uh, so yeah, I definitely do feel it'll affect the uh, players. And Aditya, any thoughts on how it could affect some of the young players like KL Rahul, Dishab Pant, will be with the squad but he'll be reserved and Rohit will. Will those four be thinking more about whether they could be the next captain than winning the World Cup? I mean, maybe, cause, but of course they'll prioritise their country before, you know, personal roles but, you know, way down inside, you know, deep back in their minds, everyone wants to lead their country, right? Like, especially in sport. Like, who doesn't want to be the captain of the Indian cricket team? So, although I don't think it'll affect their performances too much, I think it'll still be a thought, you know, just lingering in the back of their mind so that maybe, I mean, it might just kind of stop them from doing what they usually do, but I don't think it'll play that big of a role. Aditya, I think I can say from both of our sides and all three of our sides that we're huge Shreya Sayyad fans. Not only hasn't, has he been not picked in the India squad, but he's also lost the Delhi captaincy. And given that Ricky Ponting's the coach, the incumbent not coming back, that's really not the Aussie way. So, do you think Shreya is going to get bogged down by the pressure this time, recovering from an injury and doing all the hard yards to fight his place, to fight for his place in the squad, or is he going to come out all guns blazing with a point to prove? Uh, I do think uh, he's gonna come, you know, all guns blazing with a point to prove just because, uh, you know, because of one injury, he's lost his place as Delhi captain and, you know, he's lost his place in the India squad uh, in this uh, T20 World Cup. So, I don't think he'll get bogged down by the pressure. I think he'll really come back with a point to prove and I think he's the kind of guy who's willing to fight for his place in the squad. I mean, from that also, school of Bombay cricket, you need to be able to score mountains of runs. Yeah, Rav. Yeah, so when it comes to Delhi Capitals, uh, yeah, you're right that uh, Rishabh Panthrami will be the captain for the rest of the IPL. But um, again, I think Shreyas Iyer will have that pressure on him, pressure, because uh, if Delhi Capitals goes on to win the IPL, which is a very uh, possible, very probable scenario, uh, they might just keep Pant as the captain for the coming years because again Pant is in good form uh, maybe not in the, in the uh, test series against England but uh, for the past year he has been in pretty decent form and he led uh, Delhi in the first half of the IPL to the top of the table as well so if Delhi goes um, to the top under Rishabh Pant 
they might just uh, keep him as the captain. So yeah, uh, there yeah. will be there'll definitely be pressure on Shreyas Iyer. So a lot going on with India. If you guys want to know more about that, we released an episode just before this. Aditya and I created a podcast about twenty minutes long discussing the India squad. Available on Hub Hopper and Spotify. Go check that out. That's my own sponsoring and self promotion for this episode. Uh, let's talk about England now. Um, Aditya, do you just want to take us to the squad very quickly? For uh, yeah, sure. So uh, England are being captained by Owen Morgan. They have Moeen Ali, Johnny Bairstow, Sam Billings, Josh Butler, Sam Curran, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingstone, David Milan, Tamal Mills, Adil Rashid, Jason Roy, David Willey, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood, and the reserves are Tom Curran, Liam Dawson, and James Vince. So before we start talking about England, obviously three big players who basically won them the 2019 World Cup. No Ben Stokes, he's taken an indefinite leave for his mental health in world cricket, given the amount of time time he spent in the bubble. That's understandable. No Jofra Archer because of injury. But the big question, somebody who's almost got 1,500 runs in test cricket is now the number one test match batsman and has scored five centuries this year in about eight test matches. No Joe Root. Adav, what are they doing? <laughs> Um, I personally feel that um, Root is built for Test cricket. Uh, of course, he is a very good cricket overall, very good batsman overall. But um, yeah, you're right. He did uh, he did lead England uh, to um, victory in the 2019 World Cup. But uh, I think he still has to prove that he can play. Um, yeah, yeah, he has to show like show the England side once again that he can play in the 20 over format. He can play fast. He can get those runs quick. I mean, he was the highest run scorer in the 2016 T20 World Cup and his strike rate might be a bit of a problem but in the UAE, post the IPL, if the pitches tire and they need a good player of spin, somebody like a Jason Roy or David Milan or even Moeen Ali Owen Morgan for that, for that matter aren't particularly good players of spin. So, we're looking at Milan, Butler but if the pitches turn, they'll definitely miss the presence of Joe Root. So, guys, apart from that, squad combinations, what could their possible first 11 be? Roy and Besto to open or does Butler open with Roy and Besto bats at four? Um, I think Roy and Besto will open and then Butler will come in later towards the uh, end of the top order. Okay, so Butler to finish then is what we're going with. He's also, I'm assuming, will be keeping wickets. He's his vice captain after all. David Milan at three. Then that middle order. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be Moeen Ali... Owen Morgan, maybe Sam Curran, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingston hit that 120 meter six against Pakistan that cleared the stadium. Did you guys see that? It was it's one of the biggest sixes in T20 <laughs> cricket history. Yeah. But in terms of their fast bowling, this is really what I do want to touch upon. Yes, they have Adil Rashid and Moeen Ali for spin, but no Jofla Archer. How reliant are they on somebody like a Mark Wood doing what he did in India and getting that serious pace? Aditya. How does that affect them in this World Cup with no Jofra Archer? I mean, yeah, so I do think, uh, you know, the absence of Jofra Archer is going to really, really hinder their pace attack. But then again, Mark Wood showed, you know, some really good form and sh- uh, took some really important wickets in the recent uh, test series against India. So although I do think they'll be at a disadvantage, uh, I don't think it'll be too severe. Uh, I mean, especially if you like Tamal Mills, who funnily enough Vidhan and I were talking about not too long ago he just disappeared and he's back and if I remember correctly he was crazy fast 
uh, when he debuted for England and uh, played. So if someone like Tamal Mills can uh, find his momentum, and with you know uh, Mark Wood also being in good form, I don't think it'll be too much of a problem. But Archer's uh, presence will definitely be missed. Yeah. I add that there's Sam Curran as an option for them as well. Uh, Sam Curran, Chris Wokes, who have been playing well in the IPL. So Chris Wokes came in for Delhi Capitals this year, and he played pretty well for them. Um, and again, as um, analysts have predicted, that uh, after the IPL, after the pitch is slow down, um, the UAE will be uh, a better pitch for spin, right? So uh, again, yeah, that you could also say that in the Indian side that they have picked a more a larger variety of spinners as compared to pacers. So yeah. I mean, my only concern for this England side, obviously, one is if spin comes into play. But I think the ICC will find a way to make sure there's an even balance between spin and pace. But death bowling, I think, is a problem for them because they have Chris Jordan and Tim Wills. But both Chris Jordan and Tim Wills played as death over specialists for the Royal Challengers Bangalore in 2016 and 2017. And like every single bowler, barring Chehel, who played for RCB at that time, they went in as very good bowlers and came out with an economy rate of over 11 because of the way batsmen batted the Chinnaswamy. So. I just think it's a little untested. In England, might leak runs at the death, especially against a team like the West Indies with the kind of finishing power that they, that they have. But more on that later when the World Cup actually starts. Let's move on to a team that all three of us we love watching them lose, <laughs> <laughs> and Australia have lost their last five T Twenty series in a row. They've lost to England, they've lost to New Zealand, they've lost to India, they lost to the West Indies in the West Indies, and guys, they lost to Bangladesh. No offense, Bangladesh, but they're not even in the top eight teams. They're going to the qualifiers, and they beat Australia. So, what do Australia do to get themselves out of that hole? They're dropping down the T20 rankings. There's all sorts of talks about their coach being changed and their captain being changed, and Steve Smith becoming the captain again. David Warner's been dropped from Sunrise as Hyderabad. So, I mean, Adav, take us to the squad. What's going on with Australia? <laughs> right. So we have Aaron Finch as the captain. Which is pretty obvious. Uh, then we have Ash Nagar, we have Pat Cummins, Josh Hazelwood, uh, Josh Inglis, Mitchell Moss, Glenn Maxwell, uh, Kane Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Marcus Stoinis, Mitchell Swepson, Matthew Wade, David Warner, and Adam Zampa. And the reserves will be Nathan Ellis, Daniel Sams, and Daniel Christian. Okay, so a lot's been going wrong for Australia in the past. They've picked some pretty exotic teams, but. Will the presence that there are Finch, Smith, and Warner at the top of the order give them a little bit more stability and now and allow Wade, Stoinis, Maxwell to take off from the platform that they build, or will they just collapse like they did against Bangladesh again? I mean, I think they're gonna collapse because I mean Aaron Finch. I mean his form has been very on and off for quite some time now, and you know David Warner is. I mean he's been clearly underperforming. Uh, in the IPL as well as uh, previous series, and Steve Smith as well. He's uh, he's not being picked regularly, even for Delhi Capitals. He was on the bench for a few matches, so I think they really need to get those openers sorted out. Um, Warner really has to regain his form, being the absolute monster he can be in limited overs cricket. So yeah, I I, I really think that unless you know the Australian openers and top order can really pull up their socks, they're in big big trouble. I mean. The one positive for them would be that Maxwell's come to the IPL and is finally playing well. But Maxwell alone, he tends to crack under pressure a little bit. But Maxwell's an absolute gun player. They've backed Matthew Wade, who's done well. But 
and Marcus Stoinis is back despite not having a contract. A lot of turmoil in Australian cricket at the moment, but the one positive for them really, as always, is the fast bowling with Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood. Is that the best fast bowling trio in this tournament, guys? Um, as of now, I, I think... Um, uh, I'm not sure, actually. I think they might just be the... Um, looking at the previous record with the last few matches they've played, I'm not sure. But if you look at the team from the outside, both the batting and the bowling look really, really solid. But again, if you look at what they've done recently, uh, how they perform, then um, it's it's unclear. So, pressure on Stark, pressure on Maxwell, pressure on Cummins for Australia to do well. A team that I think we can agree looks very good on paper, but in actuality hasn't been too good. They haven't won a T20 World Cup yet. We're talking about the mighty Australia over here. A lot of work for them. They're playing in a group with England, the West Indies and South Africa. Only two of those teams can qualify. Guys, last thing on Australia. All three of us will say, do you think they can qualify? I'm going with a no. Um, I'd go with a no as well. Uh, Aditya? It's, I mean, it is interesting actually because uh, in the second group, I did say the West Indies will go through and I did also say Australia will go through just because um, I think... As, as I said, England are really going to miss the presence of Jofra Archer and although they have a decent bowling attack, I really think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a big problem especially since the pitch is probably going to be favoured towards the spinners and I mean South Africa, they don't have Duplessis and they, they've just looked quite out of sorts since, you know, a, a lot of iconic and big players for them retired recently. So I do think Australia will just be able to squeeze through. All of us can agree our title contenders, defending champions. They've held the T20 World Cup for the last five years because it hasn't been played. Kaivin Pollard returns as captain. I'm now going to talk about the West Indies and look at the firepower that they have. It's going to be a huge challenge for them to think of a first 11. So, I'll just take you guys through the side. Kaivin Pollard as captain, Nicholas Pudin, Fabian Allen, Dwayne Bravo, Rostin Chase, Andre Fletcher, the Spice Man himself, Chris Gale, Shimlin Hetmeyer, Evan Lewis, Obert McCoy, Ravi Rampol, Andre Russell, Lendl Shimmons, O'Shane Thomas, Hayden Walsh Jr., who is their only spin bowler and therefore is the only person guaranteed a place in this side apart from Pollard, and their reserves. Jason Holder and Sheldon Cottrell haven't even made the side because of the kind of firepower they have. Their reserves, along with Dazen Bravo and Akil Hossein. Guys, do you think the West Indies are going to be able to score 300 runs in the T20 match? Oh, looking at the power power, their whole batting lineup is so solid that um, I'm pretty sure it depends on who they're playing against, but um, I think they have a fair chance. Yeah, I'm going to go out and say that they'll do it. Because one, why not? <laughs> and two, just because of the insane amount of firepower they have. You know, you know, Pollard is an absolute beast, especially when it comes to finishing and, you know, uh, just those middle and end overs. Plus, we have someone like Chris Gale. If he starts and if he gets going, we all know what's going to happen to those poor, poor bowlers. Then we have someone like Andre Russell, of course, who, although was underperforming uh, in the last IPL, we all know his abilities and if he actually, you know, again regains his form a little bit and just gets back on track, we know the kind of firepower he has as well. And, uh, Ouch. oh yeah, Shimran Hetmeyer, who showed some great form 
uh, in the last IPL, I think he can also be a big contender for scoring, you know, a lot of runs for the West Indies. And Nicholas Puran, although he has been, again, he has been underperforming, he is an explosive batsman. So, yeah, I, I do think West Indies have a good chance of scoring not 300, but at least 250 plus. Also, I think that Nicholas Puran's form in the remaining part of the IPL will definitely affect uh, how his T20 World Cup goes. Because in the uh, in the first part of the IPL, his form was pretty bad. So, there will be pressure on this time. Yeah, I mean, constructing the first 11 for these guys is incredibly difficult but a lot of fun. The first question, I mean, I do think that Lendl Simmons will open the batting for them. Um, there's really a toss-up between do you play Evan Lewis as the other opener or does Chris Gale move up from number three where he plays for Punjab and does he open the batting? Because if Chris Gale opens, the numbers say his average reduces by about 10 to 15 runs, but his strike rate goes up from 125 to over 150. So should Gale open or should Gale be the anchor at number three? Uh, I think he should. Uh, because again... They have enough firepower. They have enough. Uh, they have enough solid batsmen coming in later, who who have the potential to anchor the batting, um, along with Lendl Simmons. So, uh, if Chris Gale again, I think I just feel that if he gets that solid start, that explosive start, uh, that sets the mood for not only for him but for the rest of the team as well. And it kind of uh, for the bowlers, for the opposition, it does uh, it changes the mindset. And I think that can be a uh, that can be a big factor in the match. So, I think the batting order pretty much picks itself. Aditya, let me know if you agree with this. But Chris Gale, Lendl Simmons, Evan Lewis, uh, Shimron Hetmeyer, who might be the anchor given how well he plays spin, Nicholas Pudin, Kyron Pollard, Andre Russell. <laughs> oh, be very scared other teams. Be very, very square, scared. Dwayne Bravo, Fabian Allen. Uh, Dwayne Bravo, Fabian Allen, Ravi Rampal, I think, will definitely make the side. He's been brought back for a reason. And Hayden Walsh Jr. as their spinner. How scared should other teams be, Aditya, on a scale of 1 to infinity? Uh, I mean, the numbers are going to be pretty close to infinity. Uh, just because, like, the, just the amount of batting firepower they have. Plus, like, Gale, like you asked, I, I think he should just open. Because, I mean, given his age and just his general, you know, distaste for uh, running between the wickets, I don't think he's uh, very <laughs> suited for that anchor role. So, I think, yeah, just like Arav said, if he gets that explosive start... You know, it's 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 gonna you know uplift his teammates and really you know destroy the bowlers' confidence. So, I do think that as far as especially batting is concerned, other teams should be really really scared and careful of the West Indies. My favorite team, second. We don't like these guys anymore. Actually, not after the World Test Championship. Let's talk about New Zealand. Aditya, take us to the squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so of course Kane Williamson's, Williamson is going to be the captain Then they have Todd Assel, Trent Bolt, Mark Chapman, Devin Conway, Lockie Ferguson, Martin Guptill, Kylie, uh, sorry, Ka- Kyle Jameson, Daryl Mitchell, Jimmy Nisham, Glenn Phillips, Mitchell Santner, Tim Seyfert, Ish Sodi, Tim Southey and their only reserve is Adam Milner Okay, so a couple of things stand out for New Zealand in my opinion and we love Kane Williamson there's no hate for Kane Williamson, but I really don't want these guys to win. I don't even want them to qualify. That's why I thought Pakistan would qualify instead. <laughs> they just keep beating us in knockouts and I'm a little scared it's going to happen again. But no Ross Taylor. So, are, the, are they a bit... I know Devon Conway and Martin Gapil are fantastic players, but 
does that mean especially when the ball starts turning that they are a bit too reliant on Kane Williamson to take them through in the middle overs yeah i think that's true because again draw still was a very experienced player so is kane williamson uh, but i think uh, the major the majority of the team is relying on kane williamson there's a lot of pressure on kane williamson to uh, carry this team through uh so that might just affect his form a little bit but again they have players like Kyle Jameson who we've seen in the IPL how the prices that they've been sold for and the performance that uh, they've displayed um i think RCB boy yeah yeah mixed opinions in the team actually yeah okay so um apart from that though new zealand have some pretty good spin options with Ish Sodi and Mitchell Santner being in in the squad but Another thing that I think New Zealand have going for them is their fast bowling. Aditya, just take us to the options that they could play for their fast bowlers because they have some very good ones. Yeah, so of course, you know, Trent Bolt uh being the absolute fast bowling god that he is. Uh then there is Lockie Ferguson and of course Tim Saudi. Uh so yeah, I I do think that their uh, pace attack is very strong especially with that Bolt and Saudi combination. We all know, you know, how destructive that can be. So yeah, I think as far as uh, bowling is concerned, they're pretty solid. They have good spin options and good pace pace options. But yeah, as you said before, as you know, as far as batting is concerned, with uh, them choosing to not pick Ross Taylor, I do think they're overly reliant on Williamson. I mean, we haven't even talked about him yet. He averages 16 in Test cricket. And 16 foot is probably what his height is. He bowls in the first floor. It's unfair. Kyle Jamieson is unplayable at the moment. His T20 numbers. He's only played in New Zealand, and has an economy rate of over 11. But he's going to get that bounce in Dubai. He's shown in the IPL he can take the pace off the ball if the pitches are a bit slow. And that economy rate doesn't really say anything. The grounds in New Zealand are like the size of a small garden. So I don't think his bowling stats in New Zealand really say much. Player to watch out for, guys. Kyle Jamieson. Can we please agree on that? Yeah, completely. But we 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 gotta see more of him during during the IPL right now. So yeah, we'll have a good hmm. idea of how he's playing. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, do they qualify? I'm not backing them to qualify because I think they'll beat us if they qualify. But do you think New Zealand will qualify? They with India, Pakistan, and Afghanistan in their group. Um, I personally think Pakistan has a better chance than uh, New Zealand. I hope they do. Uh, um, I feel it'll be a lot more interesting to watch India-Pakistan matches as compared to India-New Zealand matches because it actually hasn't gone too well for us in the past. But yeah, I don't think they'll qualify. I mean, I mean, for both India-Pakistan and India-New Zealand matches, we know what the result is going to be. So in terms of that, I think we know that New Zealand will beat India and India will beat Pakistan. Um let's move on to a team we just spoke about Pakistan. Now, it's been interesting what's going on with Pakistan actually in a while. I'll just take you guys through the squad. They have some pretty good players, but they're a bit over the line on two batsmen. There's Babar Azam who's their captain, the number 2 T20 batsman in the world. Shadab Khan, Asif Ali, Azam Khan, Haris Rauf, Hasan Ali, Imad Wasim, Khushdeel Shah, Mohammad Hafeez, Mohammad Hasnain, Mohammad Nawaz, Mohammad Zizwan, Mohammad Wasim. Shaheen Shah Afridi who's one of the best bowlers in the world Sohib Maksud and their reserves are Fakhar Zaman every Indian fan who saw the Champions Trophy final is happy he's not in the squad S Dahani and Usman Qadir so a couple of interesting things for Pakistan obviously Shaheen Shah Afridi is a gun fast bowler he's one of the best left arm bowlers in the world but i've taken out some statistics really and i want you guys to just react to this 
Babar Azam and Mohammad Zizwan at the top of the order. Mohammad Zizwan in the last one year has got 752 runs in 40 innings at an average of 94. And Babar Azam was the number one T20 batsman in the world for the crazy amount of time ever since Virat Kohli lost that ranking mid 2018. So, but their middle order after that is constantly being changing. If Babar Azam and Mohammad Zizwan don't get them after that start, do you see Pakistan being able to score the 170, 180, or will their batting just fall off a cliff until Shadab Khan decides to save them again? Um, no, I don't think uh, uh, if Babar Azam and Shadab Khan don't end up playing too well, if Babar Azam in, partic- in particular, if he doesn't play too well, then um, I think that uh, that team's at risk uh, again, like there's Kane Williamson in New Zealand where they rely on him. Uh, I think Babar Azam has to hold the team together over here, um, especially against India with the whole, uh, you know, the nationality difference. Uh, there will be a lot of pressure on Babar Azam again, as you mentioned. Um, the spot in the rankings between ba- the difference between Kohli and Babar Azam, there's definitely a competition going on over there as well. So yeah, it's very interesting to watch this team play. Pressure on Babar Azam in the first game, but apart from that, Aditya just reacting to this. No Mohammad Amir, who's now come out of retirement. No Junaid Khan. No Wahab Riaz. These are players who have been stalwarts for Pakistan cricket and always tend to do well, despite the fact that they don't consistently get selected. So, any thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, <clears throat> like Arif said, if Babar Azam, you know, doesn't get off to, you know, an explosive start, which is, I would say, which is unlikely, but you know, it's not impossible. So if that doesn't happen, I think their middle order will definitely crumble. And as far as bowling is concerned, I said Shaheen Afridi is a very good bowler. But I mean, I think they're 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 a solid squad. But that middle order is what they really need to watch out for. Hmm. We're here to talk now about South Africa. Aditya, why don't you take us through the squad? There's a lot to talk about South Africa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they've been cap- they've been captained by Temba Bhuvuma. They have Quinton Dickock, Bjorn Fortuyn, Riza Hendricks, Heinrich Klassen, Keshav Maharaj, Aidan Markram, David Miller, Flan Mulder, Lungi Nagidi, Andrik Nortie, Dwayne Pretorius, Kagisu Rabada, Tabrez Shamsi, and Rassi Van der Dussen. And their reserves are Andil Felukwayo and Liz- and uh, Lizard Williams. I mean, straight away, I see a couple of things out of. You were talking about these guys in the break. Um, why don't you talk? Take us to the fast bowling that they've got. Um, okay, so yeah, Kagisa Rabada and Andre Gnorty, obviously um, the Delhi Capital stars. Uh, I think they're really, really good fast bowling options for South Africa, uh, especially in T20. Uh, they also have Lungini Reedy, who I think is a very solid, uh, solid, solid bowler. Uh, I think these three will um, pretty much lead. Uh, South Africa. Yeah, I mean, they've also got Tabrez Shamsi, who's the number one T20 bowler in the world, and he just can't seem to not take wickets. He does this thing every time oh, he yeah, takes wickets, where he jumps and does a magic trick. So I'm really excited to watch Shamsi do well. But in terms of their batting, Aditya, we were talking about this before the podcast. No Faf Duplessis, no Hashim Amla. And even though he made himself available, they've once again refused AB de Villiers. And Imran Tahir has talked about how there's been no communication from the side, even though he's arguably the best bowler in South Africa today, especially in these conditions. Really, I mean, Imran Tahir is a player I like a lot. It's really sad to see what he said about the way the South African team is being managed at the moment, with no respect being shown to the older players. They've lost Dale Steyn. 
is this still a team defined by who isn't there like it was in the te- like it was in the 2019 world cup uh yeah i do think so because of course there's some staples like dickock and david miller and rabada i think the players who've been left out are going to have a bigger impact on the squad like of course as you mentioned tahir ab de villiers and uh, duplessis as well so i mean south africa of course as i mentioned earlier you know a lot of the big and iconic players have either retired or have not been picked so of course they they not the mighty south african squad they once were and um, yeah so i do think they right now they are being defined at the by the players that have been left out than the players that are actually in the squad so i agree with aditya because people like uh, players like ab de villiers uh, they were they were like he was an icon he was a legend from south africa uh, even imran tahir for that matter and faf de plessis is still playing really really well in the ipl uh, so is de villiers but faf de plessis is a solid contender for the orange cap so uh, of course i think it'll affect it'll affect the team in a big way dickock has just gone to south has just gone to bangladesh and sri lanka places where australia won't able to score more than 100 and he's gone and scored runs and he's he's gone and scored runs and made it look like it was incredibly easy he's in the top 10 rankings of all three formats according to the icc rankings yes they've got killer miller but i agree with what you guys said i mean ab and faf are going to come to the ipl and they're going to make bowlers like bolt and bumrah look silly they have a habit of doing that in fact it's i mean that's supposed to be the tired right ab was supposed to be the tired 3 years ago he's still coming out and winning games against the best bowlers in the world and you have players like hanrik klassen who and rasi vanderson who are class players and do well for south africa but they haven't even got ipl contracts so given how well players like tahir and ab and faf are going to do there is going to be a bit of a morale change in the team in south africa they've had problems for the while but It's a mixed thing. I don't think South Africa are going to qualify, guys. Do you think that they could cause a couple of upsets, though? I I don't think they'll qualify either, to be honest. Um, but they can cause a lot of damage on the sides. They can destroy the con um batsmen like Quinton de Kock, as you mentioned, David Miller. They can destroy the confidence of the bowlers, and um even bowlers. Uh, Rabada is a very very dangerous bowler and most of the Indian batsmen batsmen all around the world they've seen him in the IPL they know uh, how dangerous the team can be but um, as a team as a whole um, I don't think they're qualified yeah, I mean I see South Africa maybe bouncing on a West Indies or an England and just maybe showing them who's boss and helping somebody like an Australia qualify but I don't see them making it one last team before we move into predictions Arav why don't you take us to the squad for the team we all love to talk about let's talk about afghanistan right so we have mohammad nabi as captain we have hazratullah zazai we have usman ghani we have ashkar afghan we have nijabullah zadran we have hashmatullah shahidi gulbuddin naib sharafuddin ashraf rahmanullah gurbaz Muhammad Shahzad, um, Rashid Khan, Mujibur Rahman, Karim Janat, Naveen Ulhak, uh, Hamid Hassan, Kais Ahmed, Shapur Zadran, and Dalwat Zadran. I think um, again, Central South Africa they have a few very solid players like Muhammad Nabi, uh, Rashid Khan, Mujibur Rahman, uh, Gulbadin Nab. Um, 
but as a team i don't know if they'll be able to qualify rashid khan has given up the captaincy so nabi has very hesitantly stepped in but aditya afghanistan don't play a lot of international cricket but players like mohammad shahzad mohammad nabi hazratullah zazai azgar afghan i mean we talked about gulbadi naib adab when i was talking about his biceps earlier he's proper ripped mujibur ahmad rashid khan they players who don't play together in the national side but play in almost every single t20 league in the world and do well so are you interested to see afghanistan play or interested to see how good these t20 leagues actually make the players because this afghanistan squad would definitely be representative of whether leagues like the cpl or the big bash prepare you for the international stage uh i mean yeah i guess because i mean the first thing i'd really uh, love to see is rashid khan you know on the pitches you were talking about how they complement spin and he, of course he's the king of spin right now so it'll be really uh, good to see a rashid khan plays and yeah i do think cuz it's although of course the ipl is the number one domestic league in the world as far as cricket is concerned it will kind of be unfair to not talk about um you know other leagues in the same breath you know which of of course we are going to be biased since it is the indian premier league but i don't think we should discredit the other t20 leagues as to how well they prepare their players for international competitions just because you know they're you know inferior i would say to the ipl so yeah i think it'll be interesting to see how uh, these domestic leagues can really shape cricketers for international competitions yeah i mean i'm really excited to see afghanistan because in 2019 they didn't win a single game in that world cup so other do you see them causing any upsets maybe against the pakistan and new zealand or maybe even india in this world cup um i feel that uh, if all of their star players the field that you mentioned um if all of them have a good day if all of them turn out to be in, um, if they're in good form then definitely um uh, afghanistan is a solid side even though the other half of the team is not that strong those four five players can easily pull off the match uh so yeah, if it happens on a, on a given day if all of those players if all of them collaboratively are in good form they will be able to uh, beat a team like new zealand maybe even south africa hmm. and I think that's pretty much it with all the teams. Before we move into an interesting thing that we have planned, keep in mind that there's going to be 12 teams playing this T20 World Cup. To anyone who's listening, there's going to be a qualifier stage, and teams like Bangladesh and Sri Lanka have not actually made the Super Eight, backing them to qualify. But apart from that, a lot of other nations like Ireland, Scotland, the UAE, Oman. You, you, and Oman being the host nation is going to be a fairly competitive qualifier stage. So do watch that if you can find the time. But before we close off with this very interesting episode on views from third man, we've come up with a list of the five players we think would have standout tournaments. Our five performers of this World Cup. So my top five for this World Cup players to watch out for are Babar Azam, Mitchell Stark, Killer Miller, Rashid Khan, and Bhuvneshwar Kumar. Adav, do you want to take us to your five? Um, yeah, I'd go with Suri Kumar Yadav, Shimran Hetmyer, Babar Azam again, um, um, Kagiso Rabada, and Andrik Nortia. Actually, um, I think I'd go with uh, Rashid Khan instead of Nortia. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, mine's pretty similar to Adav's. Mine is Suri Kumar Yadav, uh, Shimran Hetmyer, Nortia, and Rashid. and uh, no guesses for who the final player is going to be it's uh, mr babar azam himself 
which is a different list altogether. These are players to watch out for. Players I'm backing for. Player of the tournament, third time in a row. He's going to lose the captaincy after that. The last two times India have played a T20 World Cup. The first time in 2014, Virat Kohli made 314 runs. The second time he made 273 runs. It was ridiculous. Five innings at an average of 130. The other top five batsmen combined made 272 runs. I'm backing Virat Kohli to be player of the tournament again, and I'm backing India to win and for Kohli to sign off his T20 career with a World Cup win. T20 captaincy career, not T20 career, please. Oh gosh, I scared myself. Other Aditya, who are you guys backing to be your players of the tournament? Um, yeah, I think my player of the tournament, I'd go with KL Rahul as my top player. Uh, I'm backing him to be the number one player of the player of the tournament this year, um, given his stats in the IPL of the past few years, um, which also, as you mentioned earlier, it's one, it's the, it's the largest uh, domestic league. So, and seeing his performance over there against all these international bowlers, I would back KL Rahul both um, as a as a top order batsman or as a middle order batsman to. Uh, Come on, display of the tournament. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for like an unexpected pick here. I'm probably gonna say Surya Kumar Yadav just because I think he's gonna uh, surprise all of us because we expect him to do well. But I believe he won't crack under pressure. And he's actually gonna exceed expectations. I think he's gonna like pull out a crazy Kohli statistic by the uh, end of the series. And yeah, I do think although you know he's uh, pretty new to the International stage here, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he will pull out like a surprise performance in a good way, and he's just going to shock us all and uh, win clear of the tournament. Yeah, that's it from us here today on the podcast. Thank you, Arav and Aditya, for joining. Great talking to you guys again. Always fun to talk about cricket <laughs> with the two of you. Uh, that's it from us on the podcast today on Views from Third Man. We'll see you soon for podcast related to our team of the tournament and review of the IPL. We'll try covering as many games in the T20 World Cup as possible. Please stay safe yeah. during the pandemic, everyone. <laughs> do not like it's tough times for everyone. Stay safe, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. This episode was recorded on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast or your own audio recordings, check out studio.hubhopper.com. Link will be in the description.